Lally ho, friends, and welcome to episode 19-2 with our good friend Grunthor back in the player's chair. It is good to have you back. We've missed you the last uh, two weeks, and especially your your natural 20s. <laughs> Which, <laughs> as much as I complain about, your your teammates needed them, I think. <laughs> so... Well, I've missed all you guys and and your game, so. Well, uh, we're looking forward to having you back as soon as possible, and hopefully next week is what it's sounding like. So uh, this is just a quick bonus stream. Uh, It won't be a full-length episode, but what we want to do is kind of lay the groundwork for what's been going on with Grunthor so that when the team meets back up with him, uh, you know, because it's been about a week from their perspective. So Grunthor has definitely not just been drugged and sad for a week. There has been some things going on, and I think we're about to get an interesting look into Grunthor. So uh, just a quick recap of what happened. Uh, The last time we saw Grunthor, we were at the ball. We were at the ball to celebrate the union of Sarah and Therian, and by that, the union of the Empire to Cornelia. Everyone was happy. With one key exception, uh, the emperor's oldest son, Noctis, did not like the way that the empire had been going. He had been conspiring with his grandmother, who also did not approve of the way the empire had been going, and he staged a coup, which ended up in the murders of that we know of, the emperor himself and our poor friend Kamari, which... I don't know if you know yet or not. No, I don't think you I know did not about see that. that. So, and when Gunthor finds out, Noctis is going to be a target. I, that's what I think. <laughs> so yeah, you don't actually know that yet. As a player, you do, of course. Uh, but what we saw from Gunthor is that he was defending or trying to fight off someone that was trying to murder Sarah when a character that looked exactly like Izzy basically injected him with something that caused him to become a little drowsy, uh, but with a feeling of security, knowing that this was Izzy, right before they were transported somewhere. And that is the last that we saw of Grunthor until today. And now we will pick right back up with what happened, and we'll go from there. So, uh, Grunthor, first of all, welcome back. I'm glad to have you. Thank you. (laughs) And it's it's also a weird thing seeing sunlight. During our stream. isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, Nozak now. Yeah, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, we're actually. By the way, we went to Australia to do this. <laughs> Just so yep. it Yeah, it's strange. Well, it'd be morning there. Ah, uh, whatever. Oh yeah, because we're live. Oh man, yeah. we're in my job. But whatever. <laughs> Grunthor, uh, yes. you feel this pull in the pit of your stomach. I don't know if you've ever teleported before. And likely, probably not. So this is a very... Actually, yeah, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> I feel just... like uh, Harry Potter the first time he poured it. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Oh. 21. You're fine. I You've got good it. constitution. What the, the... The feeling in the pit of your stomach, it's uh, like when you're on a roller coaster and you drop and you're... you're stomach just kind of goes up into your throat but it's it's very fast it's seconds and then you find yourself standing in this really ornate beautiful uh just hallway it looks like some kind of palace with bright gemstones all like all throughout the walls the carpet this nice uh kind of maroon carpet that is pristine uh izzy that as far as you know 
as soon as you teleport and land, backs away from you very, very quickly. And these, uh, they look like small automatons. Um, I don't think that you would have ever seen anything like this either. All kind of just kind of swarm around you. You have this kind of grogginess though, and you feel safe. Because I believe I, you do. You did fail the constitu constitution check on the injection, right? I believe. Yes. So you don't feel like you're in any danger. And they kind of just start leading you down this hallway. As you see that Izzy has kind of backed up as far as he can up against the wall as they kind of just lead you past. You're not really in the mindset to fight back at this point as they kind of just lead you into this small windowless room and uh, close, the, close the door behind you with a loud thunk. And you can hear a Ugh. locking sound behind it. Uh, give me another constitution saving throw. At disadvantage. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. So. <clears throat> 14. 14 or. Yep, 14. 19. Okay, 14. Still not enough to kind of shake off the poison. So you still feel very relaxed and calm for all things considered. Um. This is a windowless room. It is very dark. There is one one candle on a desk that's just kind of at the far end of the room and a chair that's just kind of sitting there and a small cot that's off to the side. There's not really anything else in here. But in your current state, you do feel yourself getting drows kind of dro drowsy and groggy. <laughs> Droggy, as I wanted to say. Um, it works. And with that, you do end up kind of just passing out, for lack of a better word. However, you come to later, you're not sure. In this room, it's hard to tell how much time has passed. At this point, though, your faculties have kind of returned. You do realize at this point, though, Eclipse is now missing. They seem to have taken your weapon off of you. You're still in the rest of your uh, what you were wearing to the ball. So you're still dressed at that, but they do seem like they have de-armed you. Uh, but yeah, so you're still in this windowless room. Give me a perception check. Ooh. Four. It's a room. It's dark. It's dark and it's hard to see anything. Um, but this, The candle was lit, right? The candle and the candle is still lit. Yes. Has it gone down that I've noticed? Not that you've noticed. It looks like it's still oh. burning the same. And it Damn, doesn't ever look like burning it's... candles. Yeah. <clears throat> you hear a voice now that kind of echoes through the room. Uh, it seems to be sourceless, just kind of coming through the room that says, Ah, I see you're awake. Um, if you wouldn't mind being so kind as to just remain where you are, and you can hear the door start to unlock at this point. Um as it opens up, one of those little automatons, they're kind of just on, um, they look almost like marionette puppets, but they don't have any strings. They just kind of look like they're put together between like magic and wood, steel. Uh, one of them kind of walks in and they're carrying a small empty syringe. As they walk in, the door shuts behind them and uh, the voice picks back up and says, oh, we just need a quick uh, blood sample, if that's all right. This will go a lot easier if you just cooperate. Why? 
We just need to make sure it's safe. The little thing just kind of walks over to you, not it, not advancing on you in any kind of threatening manner. It just kind of clambers over and just waits, uh, waits further instructions kind of right next do to you. Do I have the strength to, like, do I think I have the strength to get up and, or give am I pretty a, much at their mercy still? Give me a strength check. Fifteen. <clears throat> the poison, for the most part, seems to have purged from your system. You do have a pretty high constitution. Uh, so, yeah, you feel like you've got most of... You're probably not 100% back at fighting stance. You could definitely take this little guy <laughs> if you wanted to. Uh, but, yeah, you, you have the, the strength to stand up, move around, things like that. Okay, and he has a syringe. Um, I'll, let him, I'll let him get close. And just as he, like gets ready to like jab me i'll reach out to grab it lift it up and it's like where am i the thing just kind of like dangles in your arm it doesn't respond the sourceless voice responds do you make a habit of yelling at toys please we just need a small sample we'll explain everything as soon as we verify you're clean clean you're the one that drugged me. Where's Izzy? I'm not sure I know. Oh. <sighs> I see. Yes, well, um, we just want to make sure it's all out of your system. Well, uh, seems I'm your prisoner anyway. And I just drop the... Uh, Automaton. Yeah, it just kind of collapses to the floor and then just kind of gets itself back up. Um, it doesn't seem to have any feeling or reaction of its own as it just kind of picks up the syringe and looks at you expectantly, waiting. I'll grab the syringe out of his hand, <clears throat> jab myself in... Um, geez, where would I not be covered? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say you're able to find somewhere. Easy enough. Yeah. Give me a. And I'll draw. I'll draw the blood out. Give me a nature check. Nature or medicine? Medicine. Medicine. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Ten. Just enough. You you were able to. Uh, you did it kind of blindly, but you did manage to hit what you needed to hit, and you're just able to get uh, some blood, and it, you hand it back to the thing. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. It takes it. It doesn't make any kind of acknowledgement as it just turns around and starts heading for the door. Um, and you hear a as the locks kind of come undone and the door opens just enough for this thing to kind of go out and then it, it's shut behind it. It's just leaving out. Like, prisoners can't even get food or water around here. A couple seconds after you say that, <laughs> you start to smell something. And as you look over on the table with the ever-burning candle, there seems to be some bread and a a small, uh, average-sized glass of ale, as well as some butter that has appeared. Just kind of... I'm not shackled or anything, am I? No. No, you're not. The, the voice, the sourceless voice kind of comes again. Give me another perception check. Now that you're kind of up and moving around. 30-20. 
You notice now that in the top corner of the room, there is a very small, it's, it's glowing, but very faintly, so you didn't notice it before, a little purple, probably some kind of scrying orb or something that's kind of just in the corner of the room. Seems like this is where the voice is coming from. Uh, it kind of rings back through and says, you're not, <laughs> you're not our prisoner so much. I, I promise I will explain everything shortly. I just need to make sure things are <coughs> safe. Well, I'm not a guest when you lock my room. Well. As I say, as I, <laughs> gnawing away. I'll be in touch shortly, as he <laughs> seems to go away. The orb is still there, still kind of just hanging out there. <clears throat> Some time goes by. Uh, you're not sure how long. There are no windows. There are no... Uh, it's very hard to judge the passing of time in here. Um, no keen mind feet, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about that BS. Um, but eventually... Uh, you do think that it's been at least a day or two. You've slept a time or two since the last time you've heard anything. Food does keep appearing, though. I mean, on a regular basis, food does keep appearing. They don't seem to be trying to deprive you or anything like that. But eventually you hear the familiar of the doors unlocking as it opens up. Uh, this time two of those automatons come in, uh, followed by Izzy. He is wearing very, very unique, ornate clothes. But one thing you'll notice different is he's carrying himself a little differently. He's walking a little more upright with more confidence. The look on his face has, um, you know, Izzy has this kind of self-deprecating nature to himself. That's all seems to be gone here with this Izzy standing in front of you. This is a fully confident in their abilities. Uh, almost a little self-righteous seeming, Izzy, that kind of walks in. Well, it's nice to finally meet you. Officially. Finally. Officially. Izzy, where uh, are the others? Sorry, I keep forgetting. Um, I'm not Isaiah. <laughs> uh, that would be my brother. I got the feeling that there were some people he knew at the ball, and I didn't realize you were one of them. Um, but no, I'm, I'm Hikael. I'm Izzy's brother and the one that has been in charge of dealing with the plague outbreak in Lindblom. Hikael. I don't know what my brother has told you about myself or my family, and to be honest, I don't know. It's probably not flattering. He ran away for a reason, I'm assuming. But... He made no mention of... Perhaps he was ashamed. Anyway, <clears throat> Izzy, I would hope that didn't leave a bad taste in your mouth for our family. We do try to do good work ourselves. But... He seems a bit suspicious, but... Why did you take me? Where am I? Uh, have a seat, please. As he kind of just gestures to the bed, he walks over and pulls out the chair uh, that was <clears throat> up against, like kind of up under the table that the food's been appearing on, and just sits down. You'll notice the doors are open, 
he does have the two automatons on him, but he hasn't locked the doors back behind him. So he just kind of gestures. He sits down himself. I mean, engaging him, I already assumed that he's a mage, and my trying to fight him, especially unarmed, may be very difficult, so I do sit down. Okay. Uh, based on, yes, his, his robes would indicate. Uh, they are also very nice robes. You're not as familiar with mage hierarchy or anything like that, but if you had to guess, give me an inside check really quick. If you had to guess, um, he is likely more powerful than Izzy, or at least thinks he is. <laughs> His confidence definitely uh, lends itself to uh, a capable mage who is not um, not questioning their abilities. <clears throat> so let's start with the beginning, the basics. I've introduced myself. Um, your name, if you don't mind. I guessing you don't know me, but I am Sir Gruntor. I see. And you have Sir Gruntor of the Empire, or? Champion of Cornelia. I see, I see. At this point, you see he brings out a small little notebook and starts making notes. And what exactly were you doing at the ball? Weren't you there as well? I was. I just want to see what you were doing there. It's all for research. Well, what brought doing you my there? job protecting my queen, Queen Sarah. Okay. Celebrating her union with Prince Firion of the Empire. I see. Okay. He continues to ride down. Uh, and before, Where are the others? Um, that I don't know. I only grabbed you to get you away from there as fast as possible. Yeah, you've got three. Tell me, three things. what do you remember? Uh, what brought you to Lindblom? Where did you go before that? Well, we were at uh, Altair. Okay. Okay. And trying to Cornelia stop. before that, I assume. Yes. And before that. He's That's of... all that I remember. I woke up from... I don't have memory of anything prior to Cornelia. Interesting. Hmm. He looks at you... He closes the book, notebook, and he looks at you very interested. He reaches a hand out. He kind of just stops. Do I back mind? up a little bit. I... I have no intention of hurting you. I just want to see something. But I will need to touch you in order to do so. Can I roll inside to see if he... Absolutely. Why? Is that because the clients... I don't quite trust them. <laughs> we know it does not apply to the SII. I just kind of... lift an arm that he can touch me but you know still reserving a closed fist in case <laughs> kind of starts to move past your arm it looks like he's reaching for your your temple all right and i'm i'm doing this thing where he's like <laughs> are you gonna let him touch it though 
Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have my fist ready. <laughs> Go. For, okay. Ready to action for sure. Um, he touches your temple and he closes his eyes for just a second, and you can feel like a magic, an energy that's kind of radiating off his fingertips. It doesn't hurt. Uh, you feel your your mind it gets almost tight, uh, yeah. but there seems to be some kind of resistance there as he eventually opens his eyes and says, uh, you have a <clears throat> rather powerful magical block on your memories. <laughs> Whoever did this was powerful indeed. Okay, um... <clears throat> so, there are many things you don't remember then. Perhaps I can fill in some of the details. Um, if you'd like to come with me, we can get you set up somewhere a little more comfortable. I can explain more on the way. Get him just stands me up. Yeah. <clears throat> my prison. Of course. This was merely a precaution. Um, let's go somewhere more comfortable. Easier to talk. As, I get up uh, to follow him, and I'm keeping an eye on the all the maidens in case they like all of a sudden brandish a bunch of weapons or something. <laughs> okay, give me a give me a perception check. Kind of keep an eye on those guys. Nope. Okay. Yep. Uh, you don't notice any weapons on them. They seem to be very just kind of lifeless. They they follow him around, and they seem to have uh, almost programmed responses of where to go once you leave, standing on other sides of the door, following back into suit behind him. Um, as you're walking down the hallway, two others kind of join and are basically flanking your group, you know, you and him. As you walk through this winding palace, this immaculate, and you can feel, even you can feel like the magic radiating off this place. Um, you're very, very much aware of how much uh, just arcane energy is just all around you. Throughout the whole place, you see more of those ever-burning candles just kind of lighting the hallways, magical lights that are kind of just dancing throughout the uh, interior of the hallways just keep everything lit, and it's immaculate. <clears throat> You're walking for like 10 minutes all through the various hallways until you come to what is a very nice chamber as he opens the door and kind of stands aside and just shows you in. This one does have a window. The light is shining in. At this point, it is around midday, based on what you would expect, based on the sunlight in the room. Um, there is a very, very nice, comfortable-looking bed, probably something more comfortable than you've slept in in months, or probably than you could ever remember, <laughs> since you can only remember back to Cornelia. Um, there is a fireplace in here as well that seems to already have a crackling fire going. And as you kind of make your way over and look out the window, you see just like beautiful gardens and majestic towers that are rising up out of in the distance. And just everywhere, um, it seems to be uh, just beautiful. Blue skies as well, just uh, just almost like a, a paradise. If you would, if you would, had to give it a name. If no one stops me or anything stops me, I'm going to go to the window, put my hand on the sills, and look outside. Turn around slowly and look at Hikale, and it's like, where am I? Give me a perception check first of all. Okay. <clears throat> 
it's not just flying. You're getting a little bit of feedback, just so you know. Oh. Uh, it's because my wife, yeah, I she just, had a work call. I just thought I heard something. Uh, ten, okay. Um, it's hard to tell, besides what I just, uh, what I just described. Um, as you're turning back around, though, you do notice that lying across the couch in its scabbard is your sword. It is here waiting for you. Uh, as you ask, where are you? He uh, just kind of clears his throat and steps in. I have brought you to my home city of Mysidia, that of mine and my brother's. Um, this has been the best place to conduct our research on the plague that has been going through Lindblom and other areas. We apprehended you, for lack of a better word, because of your connection to this, which you seem to have no memory of. Along with you, there were two others that were apprehended. They are currently still in quarantine, both having tested positive as carriers for the plague. We are using them, not using them, that sounds, <laughs> that, that doesn't quite <sighs> explain what we're doing. They're helping us in order to locate a cure. When I saw you at the ball, I knew I had to get you away from there just in case you were also a carrier of this disease. It seems that your travels from Bastok have brought with it some diseases that are not native to this part of Fantasia. You're muted. You know Bastok? I do. Uh, Bastok is a very old nation, a republic I think they claim to be, although I have my doubts that that's actually how things are run. But they are located in a part of the world that we tend to not want people venturing to very often. <clears throat> in fact, it's been the goal of Mesidia and my family and those in the council to make sure that most people don't know of Vostok, to keep people from trying to venture over to the Beastlands. Now you and your companions, for some reason, I was hoping you'd be able to tell me, but it seems like you don't remember fled there and made your way to the main continent of Fantasia. We believe that you brought with you some diseases that are not native to this land, and through no fault of your own, no way you could have known, native diseases for your own people would have felt more like simple colds. But for those that have no immunity to them, it's caused quite some devastation in Lindblom and surrounding areas. I was hoping you'd be able to shed some light on why exactly you fled the stock, but it seems like that's not going to happen. And the other two are not talking. You still need it. Who are the other two? Are they my companions? Well, I'm not really sure. You would have to be the one to answer that. Um, it was a woman and a child. I assumed that you were together. Because if the borrower You were seen together the last time okay, you slipped out of the grasp. They're Galkas? They are, indeed. And you have been searching for me? Ever since we lost track of you. 
We lost track of you somewhere in the Norvalen region months ago. I actually put a bounty out on your head, hoping that people would eventually locate you and turn you in. But I saved myself some money coming across you myself. <laughs> and I'll save a PPF copy. You need to get Vizio mm. on your machine. Um, and I can show you them. They are currently in quarantine. Like I said, they are carriers of the disease. They don't really show any symptoms, but they would be contagious to those who are not immune to it. So you can't actually have contact with them, but I can show you them. I would like to see them. Sit, please. As he kind of gestures over and, you know, towards the couch, uh, he just kind of sits down, and you can see that he starts doing um, some kind of spell twisting his hands around in the air and you see this small window start to open up uh just like it looks like a portal but it's not quite as big it's more like imagine like the magic mirror or something like that <clears throat> he just kind of gestures next to him and offers you to sit down um when you look through i do okay when you look into this you see a woman a woman galka who seems to be maybe around your age um, and then a child who seems to be, if you had to guess, 13, 14. You're not sure. Um, they're in the same room. They seem to be well taken care of. The room is much nicer than the cell you were thrown into at first. Um, there seems to be some toys on the, on the ground that the child has been playing with. Um, different kinds of small games and, and things like that. You can see remnants of meals that they've had. They seem healthy. Upon viewing them, though, you feel this tightness in your head. Give me an intelligence saving throw. Or is it, you know, the borrow is name and address is kind of bottom there. Come on, 20. Of, like, <laughs> yeah, now's the time to whip out those 20s, 16. <laughs> There's something in your mind that is battling um, whatever kind of block you have. And there's something about this woman and this child that they're familiar you feel like you should know them but yet as you think the harder you think about it the more your head hurts the more you get this kind of pain in your temples as you try to remember why you know them where you've seen them from before you just can't get there eventually it becomes so hard to look at them that you have to look away and the second you do the pain subsides Why why does it hurt for me to see them? Who are they? That I'm not sure. Um, this is what I know. Yeah. We got calls of a plague that had been taken but up in Lindblom. So we went down to investigate. And once we kind of figured out that this was some kind of foreign agent, um, you know, nothing malicious, but something that had traveled from... You know, and based on its its nature, the serpent pox, the way that it uh, corrupts the skin, the eyes, we assumed maybe it came from the Beastlands, though there haven't been anyone coming from Bastok in so long. Um, it's been generations since anyone's actually tried to leave the island. But we then caught wind of some travelers 
and almost caught you in Lindblom when the three of you slipped away. I don't know why. Perhaps you thought our intentions were less than... Does that uh, mean you less than good. Come out Could you mute that just really quick? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but we quickly picked up your scent, um, tracked you into the Norvalen region. Um, that is where we were able to catch up with the woman and child. But by that point, you were in the wind. I don't know why you were running. Don't know if you've left Bastok because you were a fugitive of some kind. I don't know that. I was hoping you could tell me that. All I know is that the three of you were together, then you weren't. It became our utmost goal to track you down once we realized that they were the carriers of this disease. As of right now, there is no cure. We're trying our best to produce one, but... No luck yet. Which is that, and that's exactly is there what a way you could thing. remove this okay. so painful block? I can attempt to, but the whoever put this on you is very powerful. This is this is high magic. And there are always risks that come into trying to undo that magic if you're not the one that cast it. If you trust me, we can attempt that. But I don't know what will happen. Well, you... apparently saved me or have been trying to find me. I'm at your mercy. Well, then we can try. For now, I will say get some sleep. See if you can remember anything at all. Um, know that you are safe here. We have no intentions of harming you, and you're free to go if you'd like. We verified through countless tests that you are not a carrier of this. Therefore, you should be free to roam throughout the general population. But if you want answers, this might be the best place for you to be. I don't know this place, so if I may stay here. Of course, of course. This, is, this room is yours as long as you need it. And hopefully we can help you figure out exactly what's going on with this arcane block, and your ties to this woman and child. In the meantime, and he kind of just stops for a second, his ears kind of perk up, and he has those long ears just like Izzy. They kind of perk up. Um, if you'll excuse me, he kind of stands up. <clears throat> I think we have a visitor. And he just turns and starts to walk out the door. I'm going to just sit there and just nod as he's leaving, and for some weird reason, I'm just going to start playing with my ring, kind of just sitting there, like, kind of spinning it on my finger, just trying to think. Give me a history check. Two. 
<clears throat> as you're spinning the ring, um, there's something. There's something there. You know, you've always had this ring, as far as you can remember. You've always worn it, but you never really knew what the the actual meaning or intent was behind it. There was just a part of you that didn't want to let it go. And as you as you sit there and you contemplate everything that you've just heard, you try, but the the harder you think, you still your head begins to hurt. It's not the same intensity as when you were viewing the woman and the child. It, but there is, it's an uncomfortable kind of pressure that kind of feels like your skull's just squeezing on your brain a little bit. Um, but just in a slightly uncomfortable way. Nothing nothing painful. But yeah, you, you there's nothing that comes to mind when you look at it. You still feel that familiarity, that, that longingness to keep this, that this is yours, that this is something that's precious to you. But the meaning is still lost. After a moment, I'm just going to get up and go to the window again and just kind of take in the sights. And when I start, no one starts showing up at all, then I might go back out and see if I can retrace my steps to the room they had me in or okay. see if there's anyone around or one of the automatons. Sure. Give me a perception check looking out the window. No, I mean, the, the, the BID doesn't... 14. Now that things have calmed down a little bit, that you have just a little bit more breathing room, um, you do get a, a decent view of your surroundings. Um, what you do notice, as you're kind of looking off to the right, um, there's a there's a bunch of houses, and then they kind of just stop. And then right past them, like where the ground kind of ends, you see what looks to be um, the white fluffiness of clouds. And now that you're staring a little bit more, you can see that off in the distance, there's another cluster of buildings that are kind of away from the main area where you are that also seem to be floating on a bed of clouds. It seems like this city itself is in the air and disconjointed, so that there are pockets of different buildings here and there, all disconjointed from one another, but all floating somewhere above the land of Fantasia. I take a deep breath and let it out slowly. Do I get the, you know, kind of the feeling that I am definitely at quite an elevation? When you take a really deep breath, um, not really here inside the building. Um, give me an Arcana check. <clears throat> You're not super familiar with magic. Um, it strikes you a little strange that you don't feel that kind of, you know, that thin airness. Uh, but no, there's there's no real difference here between uh, where you where you breathe deep breaths now and then versus back in Lindlum. It could be some kind of enchantment on the building you're in or something like that. But you're not really feeling the effects of the high altitude where you are. Now I'm even more determined to try and see if I can get myself outside. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, you want to take a look around? I'm assuming you're taking um, your sword with you. Eclipse, right? That was blanking on the name. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's that's lying there for you to pick up. No problem. Uh, there are, as you exit the room, there are some 
automatons that are just kind of standing there. They just kind of look at you and they, they keep watching you. It's a little creepy as you walk away, like their their little blank faces lock onto you and just watch you, but they don't make any attempt to tra- to chase you or track you. They just kind of almost curious watching you walk away. Like <laughs> I'm gonna stop at one um, and it's like, how do I get outside? Fresh air. It just stares at you. I'll just keep going. <laughs> uh, give me... God, survival, I guess. <laughs> just technically, like, tracking and trying to find paths and stuff. So, 17. So, it's not too bad. It's just the fact that this place is massive is the only thing. So it takes a little while to find, you know, you make a couple wrong turns and then realize that these stairs didn't go where you expected them to. Um, here and there, you'll see other people. Uh, they will kind of just nod, don't really say anything. They all seem super busy. Most of them just have their heads buried in books, very Izzy-like, just walking past you. Automatons everywhere. They seem to be doing all sorts of different household tasks, cleaning, dusting. Uh, but eventually you do manage to make your way outside. Once you get out there, the, the air definitely feels thinner here. There does seem to still be some kind of maybe arcane influence to it that's keeping it from being like, you're not passing out. Uh, but definitely outside, you can feel the effects of the high altitude more than you could within the building itself. I'm going to just look around and see if there's anything familiar which of course i already know that's very likely yeah. not yeah. like this is definitely not Lindlum. this is definitely not cornelia yeah you're dead yeah this is definitely somewhere you've never been before especially as far as you can remember everything the only thing that seems familiar here is how much it reminds you of izzy there are things here that definitely kind of scream Izzy to you. Uh, the the kind of attire. Uh, there are different kinds of people here, though. You're seeing all sorts of. It's not just. Uh, it's not just Viera. There's Elizan. You see other Galka as well. You see uh, Lalafels. You see like the gambit of different kinds of people here, but they all seem to have one thing in common. And that thing being, they all seem to be very engrossed in either reading or spell work or something like that. You don't see anyone that looks to be um, necessarily like yourself in the fact of brute strength fighters. It seems like everyone you see and everyone you have seen since you've been here is a mage of some kind. After a while, looking around, I'm going to go to the only thing I'm familiar with in this city so far. Well, actually, no. I was going to go back to my room, but I'm going to just start wandering and looking at buildings, listening to people and, and stuff like that. Okay. One more perception check. That's the roll of the day, it seems. <laughs> okay. It's hard to get too much information from just listening to people. A lot of a lot of people aren't talking. A lot of people are buried in their books. Um, there is some chatter going around. Most of what you're picking up is just small talk. A lot of it has to do with 
uh, new workings of spells, a lot of it just going over your head. Uh, so as far as like any information about the the plague, no one's really talking about that outside of the palace. It, it's more just a bunch of, for lack of a better word, in terms of grunt or gobbledygook, <laughs> they're just kind of magic stuff, you know. Um, there would be, you rolled a 12, right? You do hear small snippets about the ball. You know, there's there's two there's two women that are kind of standing talking. One of them's a Lollafell, uh, the other one's Hume. And just as you're walking by, you just hear snippets. Can you believe what happened in Lindblom? I hear that the uh, that Noctis kid decided that uh, he was emperor now, and some some shit went down. As I hear that, I'm going to bolt right over to the person that was saying that. It's like. When, when did this happen? Oh, um, sorry. When did what? I'm sorry. Were you listening? Oh, the the thing in Lindblom. Um, I think it was about a week ago or so at this point. Um, terrible business. Uh, a, a week? I believe that was about right. Yeah. Uh, any word of Queen Sarah of Cornelia? I no. I mean, I've just. Just word traveled up here that something happened at some form of celebration or another, and that we have a new emperor now, uh, one less likely to be uh, receptive to, you know, outside negotiations. But uh, I do hear there was there was quite a bit of bloodshed, unfortunately. But no, I haven't heard anything specific. Are, are you new here? I'm sorry, I don't recognize you. I am. Uh. How far is Lindlum? Oh, that's quite the distance. Um, very far. I mean, you could probably get back there if you had access to the teleportation circles. Um, but those are usually reserved for those in the um, council. But from here, uh, well, I, I don't know. Are you from there? Hekale. Uh, Hakale, where, where, where's where's Hakale? Oh, I, I, I'm not sure. I haven't. I don't know. Um, it's not like I, I don't really know him. I've just seen him around. Very handsome, but uh, he's probably in the palace. I would imagine. Where, where's the palace? Uh, and she points back to where you just came from. <laughs> so like she basically points back to the the building that your room is in. And without even saying thank you or anything, he just turns and sprints towards the palace. It's nice to meet you. Um, what's your passive perception? Uh, you're muted. Thirteen. Thirteen. Just enough to where, as you as you're running away, you hear her turn back to her friend and say, "What an odd fellow!" <laughs> like right as you uh, kind of just run it right out of earshot. As you start running back towards the the palace, um, give me... Yeah, let's do it. One more perception check. (laughs) I hate to keep rolling those, but... (laughs) There's your nat 20. There it is. Um, There it is. You uh, actually spot him very easily because he's coming out of the palace as you're running up. Um, and he seems, he, he kind of looks around like he's looking for something as well. And he finally catches you as you're kind of barreling towards him. 
and uh, just instinctively you see him kind of throw his hands up like this and you can see just a little bit of spell work start to dance between his fingers is everything okay I, Lindlum the others Queen Sarah it's interesting you mention that I think someone's here to see you and we'll pick up on Monday so that's where we'll drop it off and we'll oh unless you got something you want to say all right that sounds good that's where we'll pick it up uh this should bring you back in line with them uh so that we can kind of pick up and then you can i am putting this on youtube so they are free to watch it if they want or if they don't want and you're free to let them know in character what you want to let them know but uh so yeah so that's where it kind of brings us all back together like i said just kind of a shorter one uh just wanted to introduce some things that are happening with grunt thor let you know what's happening in this week and to kind of lay the groundwork for some grunt thor developments going forward so you got anything else you want to say before we uh drop off the stream i, I have travel sickness <laughs> Definitely. And you are jet lagged like nobody's business. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I'm looking forward to getting you back with the group on Monday and can't wait to see uh, where we go from here. So we'll see you then. Lally ho, friends. <laughs>